the SportsZilla Show starts now. Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. That's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we'll leave you with it. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I do, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Looks like we're taking it away. We are. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Twitch.tv slash Talk. We're up on there, too. It's weird. I watched Friday's episode because you can replay them if you go to the channel. And you should subscribe to the channel because it's fantastic, by the way. But you had a hat on. You could only see you from, like, the nose down. And you look like Andy Pettit. Remember how Andy Pettit he was notorious for pulling that for that intimidating look? And, of course, he helped recruit Garrett Cole, who is in New York City. They're getting ready to do the press conference introducing the nine-year, $324 million man. Kind of sounds like some of those guys who play poker on TV. You know, who don't want to give away their eyes, so they pull the hat down. Or they have some weird shades on because they don't want to let their opponents see any facial expressions that might be a tell as to what they're holding in their hands when they're playing poker. Yeah, you, you don't want you want to have the poker face. Po, 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 yeah. po, 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 my poker face. Is that a Lady Gaga G- reference? Yes. Lady Gaga reference. You got your coffee. I got mine without a top on it, so that'll make our chief engineer, who is not Napoleon Dynamite, by the way. I, I'm making sure that I state that if he's watching or listening right now. Oh, why don't you put a top on that thing? God. You're going to spill it all over my board. It's it's far away from me, so I'll be very careful. That's going to be like this ongoing thing that I have to do. You want to see the face of frustration? You want to see that? Because that's my face during the entire Syracuse-Georgetown game. That was frustrating to watch. It was it was a, it was a game of a tale of two halves. I mean, if they even shot okay, and I guess I'm referencing Eli and Buddy, who were ice cold in the first half. A Buddy specifically, though. I mean, he heated up in the second half, but... It just, once they built that little bit of a lead, they just, they would chip it back to maybe eight, and then Georgetown would stretch it back out again. And then that just was this recurring theme for the the final 20 minutes of basketball. There was more going on. There were questionable officiating calls. I was going to bring that up. I mean, could, could we get some foul calls, please? It's not an excuse. It's not why you lost the game. It's clearly not why you lost the game. And I'm not going to blame the officiating because every single game that you ever watch in any sport, you can, I suppose, blame officiating. But there were a few that made me scratch my head a little bit. Even Mike McAllister, 247 Sports, who we have on on occasion, was tweeting a little bit with him. And even he was like, he, he loves to, he'll call out officiating. He doesn't care. He will call it out if it's bad, regardless of who it's against. You know, I mean, if I saw an egregious call, even against Syracuse, I'd be like, wow, we, we did get away with that one. So the NFL officials made their way onto the hard, hard court? It's not just NFL officials. It's officiating in all sports. It really is. But there were a few head-scratchers, Scoop. Well, I would posit that NFL officiating is the worst of all of the above. Come on. Come, they screwed up a coin toss again. Jerome Bettis. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we get to NFL. Or maybe Dak screwed it up if you want to be an official apologist. You want to be technical about it? Yeah, that was... I've never seen that before. Have you ever seen that before? 
I was there for the Phil Luckett game, Steelers Lions. I was at that game. Okay, that okay. So, so I have I've seen that with my own eyes. Occasionally, I know it happens. I have personal knowledge of how stupid they are. Yeah, they're bad. The no, no, they're bad. Okay, if, if you want to rank officials, I would say it's NFL officiating, and then all of the rest of them are questionable at times. I get annoyed with the Major League Baseball umpires with the strike zone thing because it's not uniform and consistent. Yes, because each guy has his own vanity strike zone. No, they do. They do. And they won't change. They won't. It doesn't even matter that now there's technology that can prove you're wrong a lot. They still go with whatever they always went with. And it's, I don't know why. And then I'd go NBA and then NHL. So you do have a set ranking on this. Yeah, I do. I do. But they all make mistakes. It's not an easy job, but like the NFL, come on. How many bazillion dollars do you have to make to not get better officiating happening? Oh, my Lord. Is it a face mask or not? You call a face mask on a guy that doesn't even have his hands anywhere near the guy's face. You know, oh, my Lord. We just took the wrong exit ramp off of 81. Let's get yep, back on 81. We're talking. Georgetown. We're, we're going 81 South right now, right back towards downtown, or I suppose 81 North, depending on where you're listening from right now. We're, we're headed to the Dome. We're getting there. Even though it was a road game, that's that's where the Carmelo K. Anthony Center is. The reason we're not talking to Jerry McNamara today, courtesy of Drivers Village, is I'm, I'm going to assume that the fallout of the loss to Georgetown that now has the team back at 5-5 five and five with the, here we go again, with the worst 10-game start in the 44 seasons under Jim Beheim. So now... Even though we won that game against Georgia Tech and everything was fine again, now that we lost to Georgetown, who is a bitter former Big East rival that we still play in the non-conference schedule, oh boy, we're all we're all jumping off the cliff again. You know, I'm not. I'm not. It was a 10-point loss. There were a couple of uh, points in this game where SU was close. A few things go your way as an Orange fan, as, as a player on the Orange, maybe a few calls, maybe a few foul calls. Like I don't know what that whole thing with Marek was at one point there. I don't I don't know what it was with quite a few different things that were there. I mean there were some in- a couple of breaks though. You know, you're right there. Yeah, I'm trying to find where's the A lot of shots were not going down either. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's the the number that I was looking for as far as team stats. Free throws. Georgetown. Yeah. 15 out of 19. Syracuse. Do you know how many? It was like five of nine or no, something? No, one out of three. Was it really? That's what I have in front of me, according to the official stats release. One now, see, out of I three. I have Syracuse stepped to the line nine times and made five. Okay. Maybe that was through halftime. Regardless. Um, and I have Georgetown as 24 of 31. Maybe that was the halftime stats that I pulled up in front of me really quickly. The, the point is they shot a lot more than we did. You, you've got to get to the line. you got to make your free throws because we hear it all the time, free throws matter, but uh, we didn't have quite as many. It would help if... The officials would call a few more fouls, like they should. We sound like we're blaming the officials, but... I'm blaming the officials. Are you? I am. I'll put it squarely on me. Well, let's see. Some Bayheim quotes. We fought hard, played through. We just couldn't get stops on the other end. Best Georgetown team we've seen in the last few years. Addition by subtraction. There were some guys that... Bayheim took took a few shots. Did you notice that? Maybe... Might have mentioned a player that had the ball a little bit too much, and maybe that's why they're better, because the guys that they still have on that roster that weren't removed for legal reasons or transferred or whatnot kind of tightened that group up a little bit, tightened that rotation. 
there's no need for Pat Ewing to have that short leash because he knows who his guys are. The roles are a little bit more defined. They share the basketball better, and they're overall just a better team. Yeah, Jim uh, seemed to indicate that the, the, the player, one of the players who's no longer there, was maybe uh, kind of an iso ball, ball hog kind of guy and didn't share the ball with his teammates and that they're better at that now. They were such a threat inside and outside that it made it difficult to defend it. They made 11 threes. That's a lot. That's a master of the obvious statement. Yeah, that, that's a lot of threes. That's 33 points right there. They, they, they just were basically a better team right now than Syracuse is. And when you start as ice cold as Syracuse did overall in the first half, it's not going to bode well for you with the outcome of the game. I still think it's a good learning experience. I know I'm taking a moral victory out of the thing, but it was 10 points. It wasn't 15, wasn't 20, you know, and they were really close for a while there. A couple of things go the way of the orange. And, you know, momentum swings. And I know there was a three that didn't count, and then all of a sudden Georgetown went on a run. You know, what if that three counts? It's true. I mean, it just it changes. Momentum is a big thing. Some people say it's it's not. You've just got to go out and execute. Well, that, that's true. You do. But, like, you're out there. You're a human being. You get deflated. That's right. When things don't go your way. And you go, oh, man, i got to be two teams out here today, the officials and this, these other guys that are beating the hell out of us out here. I wonder why he... I wonder why he pointed out Akinjo, though. That's the Georgetown player that he was referring to. I wonder why he pointed him out since he wasn't even on the court. Is it some mental games or he was just stating the obvious wanted to give you the reason why they're better. He, I mean, I guess he alluded to that with us on the phone last week. Yeah, he, but he, yeah, he did. And, but he also, I guess he will name names, somebody that Syracuse on on the Syracuse team, on his team, that's not playing up to par. He's not afraid to call you out. So to speak, Quincy. Yeah. Quincy. I mean, basically we need anything from Quincy is what he said. And then that Jalen Carey, the, the, the kick, the, the trip or whatever. Whatever that was, and yeah. he got thrown out of the game. It's the first time in over 10 years that anything like that's happened. That was it was just a little bit odd. Yeah, and the angle I saw of it was a wide angle. And that was the strange thing, too. Depending on how you saw it, it looked different, worse depending on the angle or not as bad depending on the angle. But I think, you know, a guy falls on you, maybe something is said that we can't hear, and then... Maybe you want to take your foot and kick that guy in the ankle, but you're not supposed to do that. You got to maintain your composure and not get involved in that kind of Especially thing. when there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get away with it. And you saw the whole swipe. and It's it's a bad thing for, for Jalen, I think, because he's not playing right now, and it's, you know. The issues with basically being the incumbent point guard, starting point guard of the season, then being demoted then having the surgery, then this. Ouch. It's funny, though. Georgetown's head coach said, hey, it's been a difficult week. A lot of things happened. A lot of things were swirling around, but my guy stepped up. Then Bayheim turns around and counters that with, well, they got seven guys that are as good as anybody. I think they played really well the last three games. They got rid of a guy that wouldn't pass the ball to anybody and shot it every time. <laughs> but then there's Max McClung. How about that kid? Yeah, well, you know, Patrick Ewing's got to worry about the other two guys that still have the the charges floating over their heads. You know, they may not. I don't know all the evidence, but, you know, 
who knows how that's going to turn out? They may be with the team ultimately. They may not. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange it's a strange scenario heading into a, a much anticipated game for Syracuse, Syracuse Georgetown. I've got a couple more, two or three more non-conference games, and then you know, then they get a few days off, and you regroup a little bit. You've really got to you really got to focus now, though, because we're not that far away from the ACC schedule kicking back up, and every game is going to be a tough, tight game. You would have to assume. I mean, this was a double-digit loss, though, and I think it was a little bit closer at at points, at points, at times. But but there was just it, they just couldn't get. I mean, you heard it. You couldn't get stops when you needed to get stops and flip momentum. They couldn't crunch that lead down to make it a one or two possession game. Let's say even at the ten-minute mark left in the game, where there was a chance to well maybe get to the line, which didn't happen that much, and maybe a different outcome. I don't know. It, it just. It's it was a frustrating. I'm left with that overall that overwhelming feeling of just frustration the whole game, especially in the second half. I just sat there watching it, going, "Ugh, just ugh," yelling at the TV that you know they can't hear me. You sounded like our chief engineer. Yeah, a little bit. But you can't you, you can't hear me when I'm yelling at the TV. You can't hear you when you're yelling at the TV or you're yelling at the radio if you're listening on the radio. But you want to make a difference. But there was just it was it was frustrating. There was nothing we could do about it to. To help him out. Oh, I felt all, like a lot of threes were going in and out, too. Yeah. Very close. All in all, just Georgetown was better. You know, it, you're reluctant to say that. You don't want to say that. But that's the truth. But I also think it, it's a, a learning experience for these guys. It's going to test their mettle. They're going to grow. I think these guys are at the beginning of their growth curve. Not not the end of it. Not midway. I think we had a lot of a good History and moments ahead with a lot of these guys, I think. I think that we are a spoiled, rotten fan base. That's what I think we are. We are. Our expectations, man, we're, we're terrible. But we're great in the same time because of the passion of the fan base. I mean, it's a good and bad thing. Yeah, we've had a very successful program. Oh, my God, we're 5-5 five and five for the first time in 44 seasons under Jim Beheim. Oh, my God. Chicken Little, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. No, it's not. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. You can watch us there or you can listen to us, well, I guess maybe right here where you are, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. So the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. We'll talk NFL next. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Remember to give us a follow at Twitch.tv Q's Sports Talk if you'd like to watch us without the Amazon commercials, you can subscribe. And you can subscribe for free if you have Amazon Prime. You can get those packages sent real quick, too. And if you'd like to give us bits, of course we'd love them. We'd love bits. We'd love sandwiches. Bits, 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 bits. I, I, it makes me think of bacon bits. I don't know why I automatically hear bits and I think bacon bits. Kibbles and bits. Makes Kibbles and bits. It makes me want salad, not with kibbles and bits, just with bacon bits. I don't know why that is. It's like, it's, it's just extra. It's extra. It's, it's, that's a woke salad when you got bits on it. Show me your bits. Show me your bits. What's going on in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages? And since there's only two dudes in the studio, I'll ask the two of you. Your Patriots won. Can we just talk about that real quick? They won. There you go. Next. There you go. Not a great performance by Tom Brady. No, it wasn't. Next question. Uh, they're playing the Bills, who have arguably the best defense in franchise history. Is that a fair statement to make? Uh, I've seen that in a lot of places. Uh, probably second best or third best. 
Okay, but it's good though. It's very good. It deserve it deserves being compared to the best Bills defenses. Do you know why the Patriots won? Please tell me. All the because they spied on him. Yeah, that's true. Because he cheated. They yeah. cheated. It's Cheat a one-win one Bengals team. Come on. They did, though. They did. And there's there's more evidence coming out. Like, Jay Glazer released some stuff. Like, Which he needs to mind his own business. <laughs> we don't know everything, but they're just, it's. Yeah. It's, did it's, you watch the video that he showed yesterday? Yes, I did. I did. I thought it was kind of funny listening to the Patriots representative hey, man, squirm. I can just delete it. No harm, no foul. You're, like, you're caught with your hand in the cookie jar. What you're doing here is not on the up and up. We're just getting B-roll, man. We're just getting some shots. You know, I mean, well, your scout isn't anywhere in any of this. What's going on here? It's not good. To be fair. It's not good. Any of us can buy a ticket at the 50-yard line and sit there with our phones and do the same thing. Yeah. What's, what's stopping us? Nothing. Well, I, I'm sure Bill Belichick has several people going to every game doing that now. <laughs> Clearly he does. Well, maybe they're aware of the decline of Tom Brady. Age catches up to everybody. It just does. You've been waiting to say that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to finally stick a fork in him. because I, I can't even say anything because Eli won. It was a glorious day. Listen, it, they're, they've been... Waiting for the draft for next year. That's obvious. Okay. I don't know who they're going to take. Is it the Heisman winner? Is it Burroughs the Heisman winner? I mean, who else could it be? Do you go? What's the defensive? Uh, I just, Chase, Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. I completely just lost his name out of my head. Thank you. I mean, one of them is going one. One of them is going two. Where do the Giants end up at the end of the season? I don't know. Does this affect their draft stock? Eh, maybe. We'll see. They're near the bottom of the league, but. It was that final home star for Eli. It felt really good. It did. He got the game ball. He has a 500 record now. 117 and 117. And here's the other thing. Did you see the reactions of even Shermer, who got choked up, and, and his his teammates? And, I mean, they love, they, they, they love the guy. He's a respected guy. It, 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 was, it, was, it was pretty awesome to watch. It was, it was one of the most compelling views and things to watch all day yeah to watch eli sort of clumsily stand there amidst the the adulation of all those fans and his teammates and try to keep it together when he's just got all these things going on inside of him no doubt that that are all leading him to that moment passing yards touchdowns two super bowl rings they're going to cherry pick certain stats to highlight and push. Yeah, he's thrown a lot of interceptions and all that, but he's done this in New York. He's done it with class. That's the other thing. The, the character, his character, is one of the other reasons and his last name. But he's going. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. Also, he didn't just get two rings. He got MVP in those two games. Late drives to win both of those games. You're trailing at the half, right? Ten seven. Clutch wins. You you got to admit it. I, yeah, it sucks. I admit the greatest of all time is... Look, um, the fact that it's even being questioned why he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer... He is a Hall of Famer. ...is stupid. The Iron Man streak is pretty phenomenal in this day and age. It was taken away from him by dumb coaches. Yeah. Not even the fact that he was hurt. Ben McAdoo, what a... Man, there's a lot of people that would get in line to give that guy a crack. 
Just what are you doing to Eli? He's beloved. He was beloved. His his teammates love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, read some of the post game quotes. We can sit here. I can sit here for the rest of the Sportzilla show. Well, here. it's it's so obvious that they were rallying around one another and him yesterday. Uh, yeah, they love him. But back in that McAdoo era, there was a lot of frustration. There was. There was a lot of questioning about Eli's diminishing skills. Okay, he's not. The same guy. I believe he's 38 now. He is. Pushing 39. I, I don't know there, that there's a team, as we discussed last week, I don't know that there's a team out there where he goes and starts. Like, why would he Why would he want to go back anybody up? Why would he want to go and start for a dog franchise Isn't... and get the living snot beat out of him? You know, go home, enjoy your money. You've earned it, man. Why is the narrative not the same for Philip Rivers, who's getting up there and age is going to catch up with him real soon? Because he's got 20 kids to feed. Well, okay. <laughs> Off the field. And he talks a lot of trash. That's a different kind of guy. He he's, he's still made some money. He's still made plenty of money himself. Uh, but then the other one in that conversation was on the sideline. He's growing a beard until he can throw a football again. I don't know if you caught that during the game last night. But Ben Roethlisberger is not even throwing a football. He's in the same draft class. He's up around that same age. With an injury like that, you can't even throw a football. It's been months now. Who's to say he's going to come back? What What is he returning as to Pittsburgh? Well, the good thing about this for Pittsburgh is that they figured out that these other guys they got are garbage. Yeah, they're terrible. And so they can try to get somebody else. Because I don't know if Ben's going to come back. Duck, that guy. Duck, duck Hodges. Duck, duck, duck Goose for crying <laughs> It sounds like a cartoon character it in, a, does. in a Disney cartoon, doesn't it? And those floaters. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bills secondary loved that yesterday. Just floating that ball up there. So the Bills have, they, they've clinched a playoff spot. There's an X in front of their name now. Yeah. And there's two games left in this season. Do you rest guys now? Do you make sure that momentum is pushing straight through the end of the regular season? I mean, all of these things and more, I'm sure, will so be discussed. Do you, do you rest your players next week against New England? No. Is that smart? No. I don't think so either. I don't no. think with two weeks to go. I mean, I'm sure Brent's going to get on the block. Brent Look. will be on the block at 4 o'clock. I'm sure he's going to dig deep, deep, deep into the Buffalo Bills. That's his team, and he's excited. I mean, he's... He's beside himself. He, he's, he literally said this morning on our brother station that he doesn't even know what to do with himself with two weeks to go with the Bills being in the playoffs. Is he shouting? The he, Bills make, make him want to shout? He might have been shouting. I'm sure he'll shout about it today. But, I mean, yeah, I think you've got to, I think you've got to stay focused. I think you've got to stay engaged. I don't think you can let these guys take their – I mean, they have been – this team, this is a, a tight team locker room-wise. This is one of the – I mean, you go back 20 years since you've had teams like this in Buffalo where they're all on the same page. So as of, right, play- as of right now in the playoffs, you would be facing the Chiefs or the Steelers. Yeah, do you want to take your foot off the pedal for two see, weeks? I, see, I thought it was it would, the way it was set up, they were they would be facing Houston at this point. Again, it could be one of those three teams. There's, so, there's still, yeah, there's so many scenarios. If it there. ended today, I think it was Houston. Okay. But, I mean, so many different things could happen over the next couple of weeks. I don't think the Buffalo Bills can afford to rest on their laurels at this point. Number one, you got a game with New England. And this team has been the thorn in their side for 20 years. I mean, yeah, the Jets got a division championship. 
Bills oh, haven't got one. That's at New England, too, by the way. Yeah, that's at New England. They can potentially win the division. They could. Still, mathematically. Yeah, but the, you you got to have uh, the Bills win out and then the Patriots lose out. have to lose out. And I, the last game the Patriots play is the, the Dolphins, if I remember correctly. Yes. And look, there's no way they're going to lose to the Dolphins. That's just not going to happen. Oh, well, no. Tom Brady's getting old. Maybe his arm falls off. I, if they <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if they rest him... If if they do the thing where they they turtle for the last game of the year and rest all the important people, then maybe the Dolphins could beat them. But I don't think you make that decision until you know what happens this week against Buffalo. Yeah. And Buffalo, look, it was sixteen ten was that game if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. They want to win this. They they owe this team a kick in the pants. I kind of got to stop talking like I'm in a bar. Yeah, I got to. I want to. Ca- I got to. I got to rein myself in here. Got to be careful. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one. Twitch.tv slash Cuse Sports Talk. Make sure you subscribe. Talking NFL right now. Okay, there's two weeks left. We, we everything that we say right now could get thrown out the window by next Sunday. As far as the Bills, I'm going to give Brett. Uh, Brent asked a chance to speak on it at 4 o'clock because one other weird thing that I wanted to discuss was that weird rule about the coin toss that all uh, it basically almost cost Dallas a possession. Was it Dak Prescott's fault? I mean, you said you went the other... It, it was kind of his fault because he's just supposed to say defer. You know, I mean, it's like the cheat code doesn't work if if you don't punch it in right. Okay, Dak? So, look, you got to say the right thing. Okay, but that said... The referee, I don't think, heard him say defer, and that was the problem. You know, I, you know, this NFL officiating gaffe is brought to you by Miracle Ear. Like, what? What are we, are we going to help these guys hear a little better out here? Can we get somebody that's? Let me give you this official breakdown here. Okay, complicated to explain. Basically, the team that wins the coin toss gets the option. They can choose what they're going to do or defer that def- decision to start the second half. Cowboys win the toss. Instead of saying defer like you're supposed to, Dak Prescott says they wanted to kick. He did say defer at one point, though. But by saying kick, he's choosing what they want to do, and he's not deferring. So that would have meant that the Cowboys would kick the ball to the Rams, and then the Rams could have chosen to receive the ball in the second half to get it first again. And the refs were going to let that happen, even though Dak did say defer after he said kick. But I guess... Yeah, it's it's inept it's inept officiating, I guess. I don't know what a technicality. I mean, you're splitting hairs, debating semantics. At least New York stepped in during the halftime. Ultimately, yeah, yes. But ultimately, I mean, they won the game, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was not even interesting, really, it, to be honest with you. Who's was, more bipolar, the Rams or the Cowboys? Jeez, I don't know. I, I know one thing: both Los Angeles teams were pretty crappy yesterday. I can tell you that for sure. And the Rams had won three of four. Yeah, I expected more of a game out of them, and they just didn't have it. little more news on Dion Waiters. Uh, a little bit more information has come out about his third suspension. That's not one, that's not two, that's three in this relatively young NBA season. So we're going to talk about that next. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Give us bits. Subscribe. It's free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You don't have to watch all those Amazon commercials. Q Sports Talk. Twitch 
scoop.tv. And then you can see the side of my head with the way that I'm looking at scoop right now lovingly. Hi, scoop. Hi. Scoop, that's the nicest face you've ever made. Look at it. He's like, that was awkward, painfully awkward. And then the glue guy, you can see his profile from the right side. You're not wearing Patriots gear today. That is very rare. I just assume that you didn't own anything that wasn't Patriots related, at least as far as T-shirts and sweatshirts. Um, I haven't worn a Patriots thing in a while. so Shows you how much attention I'm paying. I'm sorry. It's okay. I paid your credit. I'm sorry. Next question. NBA. Uh, Did you know that the Knicks... They won two straight, then they lost uh, yesterday. Can you say that again, but slowly? They won two straight. Oh, okay. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. They're, they're playing better under Mike Miller overall, um, but they have a lot of work to do to even be bad, let alone decent. Well, uh, they, were, they weren't even trying those last couple of games with Fisdale. Yeah, they went from horrendous to... I'll upgrade them to Charles Barkley. They're terrible right now. Terrible. Maybe if they win a few more, they can be bad. Then they can just stink. And then there's still a ways to go to get to be mediocre at best. It's a long climb. They're not even in the basement. What's below a basement? I don't even know. They're just bad. The ground. The septic tank. Yeah. They're underground right now trying to crawl out. But the last four games they played, it was Star Wars theme night. The last four cities in a row, the last four games in a row they've played has been Star Wars night. So the force has kind of been with them? It's weird. The force has literally been with them as far as that's concerned. There's been a lot of Star Wars movies, by the way, on TV in different places this weekend. Obviously, because there's one in theaters now. And people are like, oh, let's you know cash in on that. See, now, I didn't know that the NBA had all these Star Wars nights. I'm curious now, you know, what sort of things, activities and events are rolled out as part of Star Wars night. I mean, is there a, encourage- a halftime lightsaber battle? They had, well, in Sacramento, for example, they went to Sacramento and they had a baby race, like little toddlers, like one-year-old babies. I, I have seen that. That With was the, kind of funny. Were they dressed as baby Yoda? They, it's exactly what they were. They dressed, they put these little masks on them and they were dressed as baby Yodas. And the second that they were a foot away from their parents, they'd all cry and run back to their parents. So it didn't really work out that well, but it was adorable with all the little kids with the baby Yodas on. But that's, for example, what they did. They also, you were encouraged to, for example wear something Star Wars related if you happen to have a Star Wars costume in your, I don't know, in your closet. I would pay big StubHub money to see somebody lop off James Harden's beard with a lightsaber. That would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just that big clump of hair laying there. You know, that's like got to be, that, that's a wig. Somebody could use that as a wig. Yeah, it's a, it's a beard. It's a big beard. If he shaves, will he play defense again? I don't know. Yeah, I doubt that. Will he be faster? Is there a drag on like with maybe the, it's physics, right? If weighs him down, it's got to. What's up with Dion though? What's weighing him down? More information, scoop. Give the update on this. So he posted some pictures. Well, uh, he calls in sick to the heat. <laughs> yeah, I can't work today. Can't play. Does he go bowling? And then no, he doesn't go bowling. <laughs> not like Le'Veon Bell. He posts pictures on Instagram of him on a boat. I'm on a boat. You know, um, he was on a boat. Bad optics. Horrible. You're supposedly sick. Can't make it to the game. The Heat claimed that that wasn't the it's only a, reason. Right. Go ahead. That's part of it, apparently. Right. But something else happened. So maybe it has something to do with the way he called in. Maybe he wasn't really allowed to do that. I'm sure there's something else he did because they're saying there's something else. But we, we all know that guy. 
or that girl. You mean Cartman? Screw you guys. I'm going home. That's who, what happened. Who's called into work under the pretense that they are ill or sick. And you see them on Facebook going camping, doing fun stuff. And, yeah, Meanwhile, then, you're working three hours later than you normally would have. And then they get busted. You know, like very often your boss might check on you in one way or another or have somebody check on you and then you get busted. That's I've. I told the story on our uh, brother station, K-Rock, today. I worked with a guy, a sales guy at a radio station, calls in sick. They want him out there selling commercials for the radio station. Oh, I'm sick. I can't make it in today. One of the bosses drives by his house. He's out there mowing the yard in the front yard. Unbelievable. He did not continue working there much longer. As a general rule of thumb, no matter what you do for a living, if you're supposed to be at work and you decide to not go to work, don't go on your phone. Stay off of social media. Definitely don't post your day's activities. Okay? Is that a given now? I, I think uh, Dion should have stayed away from the social media. Or, I'm going to call in sick tomorrow. Or does he just not care at this point because the divide is so great between him, Pat Riley, and management, and he just doesn't want to be there? He just does not want to be in that situation on that team anymore. He wants out. Get me out of here. Send me somewhere else. A lot better ways of doing it. Do you take him if he becomes available? Well, he looks like a problem right now. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he's sort of painted himself into a corner where the team now, if they want to make him look even worse than he already does, short leash. They could keep him on a short leash. They could uh, certainly fabricate things to a certain extent to make him look worse so he's got nowhere to go and say, look, you're going to play for us. You're going to play for us this year. We're not going to trade you. You've got to stop this foolishness. Also, as we pointed out last week, look at their record. They're great. They're very good without him. They do not need him at all. He does not have to play one more minute of basketball for the Miami Heat. They're not going to suffer at well, all. Well, if they don't get injured. Well, if they don't get the injury bug, assuming which, yes, as, assuming that. But but I think Dion would be great depth behind Jimmy Butler. He's absolutely great depth. He's a good basketball player. He's a solid NBA player, without a doubt. If his head's in the right place and mm -hmm. he's being a good teammate and participating, he can clearly play the game. I haven't seen the pictures on the boat. I I hope they weren't because just the idea that he's on a boat is bad enough. But like if it's like. I don't know if it's like a DaBaby video and there's a zillion girls. It's just South Beach, Miami. They've got some <laughs> oh, really nice boats oh, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And they got some really nice girls down there, too. And if he's down there. and Was a, there any paraphernalia well, on said boat? Like the OBJ uh, paraphernalia and certain things a couple of years ago in videos. Yeah. Sportzilla Show ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. One last piece of audio NBA related. Somebody without naming names called out somebody else that actually plays in the same building. One doing the the one doing the calling out, his name is LeBron James. Who? If I'm healthy, I play. That's just gonna be your approach all year. I mean that's the that should be the approach. I mean unless we're getting to like, you know, late in the season and we've clinched and we can't get any better or any worse. And you know, it could benefit from that, but I mean why why wouldn't I play if I'm healthy? It doesn't make any sense to me personally. I mean I don't know how many games I got left in my career. I don't know how many kids that may show up to a game that there to come see me play and if I sit out then what you know, that's my obligation. My obligation is to play, play for my teammates and if I I'm, if I'm healthy, then I'm going to play. If coach sits me out, then I'm, I'm not healthy. And, and it's just that simple. 
So, Los Angelinos, if you're on the fence of whether to buy those Clippers tickets or those Lakers tickets, LeBron's saying he'll play, so get those Lakers tickets. Yeah, what did you say it was? It's all about, it started back with the Spurs. With the Miami Heat. And, and the, the Miami Heat and the NBA not being too happy when you're resting your star players, especially when there's not necessarily really an injury or a real legitimate reason for them not to be on the court. And the fans are paying you know, money to see this. If it's the ESPN marquee matchup of the week, and you have Spurs, Heat back in the day, and none of the big three are playing on either team. Yeah, that would bum me out if if I went to the lengths to grab some tickets to get myself down to New York to watch the Knicks, even though they're absolutely horrible. But the key players, <laughs> okay, there's no. So you there. show up, you're like, oh, I want to see LeBron, <laughs> and LeBron doesn't show up. Scratch everything I just said. The, the Knicks are an exception to the rule. There's nobody on that team I'm paying money to see. Go ahead. Of course that would bum you out, but this isn't about you or anybody else who's going to the game. It's about the people who are watching on TV. Yes, it and is. And the TV networks are upset that they lay these schedules out and they have this big marquee matchup, and then. Well, you're telling me Kawhi's not playing? Who's in the you're pro- telling me who's in the promo? Kawhi. Who's in the promo? LeBron. Oh, they're not playing? That's not good. Gamesmanship on the part of LeBron James, do you think? Yeah. LeBron's always seemed to be a guy who kind of is a read between the lines guy. He implies cryptic. things. He's cryptic. He's cryptic. People and part of it is I think people see things when they aren't there too, because he is such a charismatic person. That everything he say says and does is sliced apart and diced for additional meaning. And what could he really be saying? Well, we do that with everything that he says. But I do think he's probably taking a little shot at Kawhi because now it's a battle of who's the biggest team in Los Angeles. Is it the Clippers or the Lakers? That it wasn't a thing before. It's a thing now. When Paul George and Kawhi are in the lineup, the Clippers are an extremely good basketball team. Let's take a break. We'll step aside. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the SportsZilla Show. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. The Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW basketball postgame show on all season long. But Wednesday after SU Oakland, Seth Everett after the game taking your calls. And you will also hear the Jim Beheim press conference as well. Can I share something with you? No. Leftover from, the, leftover from the NFL. This is going to take eight <laughs> seconds over time, then we'll move on. Please stop using lasers aiming at the field. Do not, do not aim a laser at the field, at the coaches, the players. Stop. The final Raiders game in Oakland, which got ugly. I think we've all seen that by now against the Jaguars. That actually had to be stated because that's how bad that got. Garrett Coles in New York. New York Yankees prize free agent, $324 million, nine years. He's I gonna... think it'd be great if he just shows up and goes, nah, I'm just kidding. and sign some results. Eh, I, I th- find that hilarious. I'm going to be a Philly. I think it's got to be official now, right? Has to be, doesn't it? You know what else is happening in Major League Baseball? The uh, Rangers got Corey Kluber from your Indian scoop. Astros admitted to sign stealing. Madison Bumgartner got five years, 85 mil from the D-backs. Uh, the Yankees and the Cubs are talking about Kyle Schwarber. They need a left-handed bat. They need a first baseman or at least another option. They've got options. But Luke Voigt was injured a little bit last year, and so we'll see if that comes to fruition. They're also still possibly looking at Hayter. Batances is still out there. So, yeah, Major League Baseball has threatened to cut ties with Minor League Baseball as well. Can you imagine? I cannot imagine that. But like, I, I can't would, imagine that. We sort of jettison all these teams, like you know, in Auburn, and, and you know, there's some of the teams that are supposedly safe under this 
I don't want New to imagine plan, that. But no, I, I don't either. I, I love minor league baseball. Without minor league baseball, there is no majors. And they would have to then scramble for an affiliation, a lot of these teams. I'm not quite sure what's up with that. Indianapolis and the Saints tonight as we basically tie up the loose bits in the studio. And Jamel Smith was named CCM AHL Player of the Week for the Syracuse Crunch, off, fresh off that Hattie the other day. Tampa Bay has also reassigned Mitchell Stevens to the Syracuse Crunch. There is always so much going on in sports. This is also the anniversary of Bottlegate between the Browns and Jacksonville. Break that down. Back in 2001. If you remember, the Browns were fighting for a playoff spot, completed a first down pass, ran another play. Then they wanted to go back and look at the play before the play that they had just run. And they overturned the call on that, and the fans went nuts, showered the field in bo- in bottles. And as a season ticket holder, I told them they had these beer bottles, these plastic beer bottles that looked like those potato masher grenades that the Germans used in World War II. And you could throw the things. And I, I even told them, in the I says, these things are too easy to slow. You know, they're too easy to throw. It's a bad idea. Get someone else to serve beer in. Well, sh- sure as you know what. They wound up all over the field that day, December 16th, 2001. Well, I'm going to leave you just with this final thought, okay? It was a glorious day for the New York Giants' Eli Manning. It made me happy to see him get that win in his final home game. But also, of note, Tom Brady played bad, and he's old, and hopefully... And I'm also going to call in sick tomorrow because I can't deal with this. His shoulder will eventually just fall off his body. How about those bills, though? And the Patriots dynasty will end. I'm calling in sick. I don't care. All right. We're (laughs) going to turn it over. On the block with Brent X coming up next. I'm interested to hear what he has to say about his Buffalo Bills playoffs finally. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.